Hey everyone, welcome to the Holy Unto the Lord podcast. I'm Luke Lefevre. And I'm Elijah Crouch. On this podcast, we call our generation to radical holiness, audacious faith, and total devotion to Jesus. We're believing for a movement that leads to revival in the church, awakening in America, and the gospel to the ends of the earth. So let's jump in. What's up, y'all? Episode three. Yeah. And we're going through Holy Unto the Lord, a book that Luke wrote, now available. Go grab it on Amazon and uh, and read through it. Read through it with us. You could read through, you know, one chapter and then listen to an episode. It'll help kind of break those chapters down for you. And, you know, if you don't have the book, don't feel like, you know, well, then I have to, I can't listen to the podcast until I get the book. Listen to the podcast, buy the book, do it at your own pace. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're here, Holy Unto the Lord podcast, Holy Unto the Lord book and Consecrate is a couple weeks away. Coming up. So It's close. just a few. It's just a few. And yeah, November 5th, Rocket yeah. Town in Nashville. Yeah. You know, make sure you get your hotel booked if you're traveling and your yeah. flight's all planned out, map yeah. that all out. It's going to be a great day. November 5th, we're going to have John and Lisa Bevere, Gabe yeah. and Rebecca Lyons, yeah. and uh, Kate Thompson, Chichi Onyakana, mm-hmm. Consecrate Worship. It's going to be a great time. It's We're super fire. excited. So it's going to be a few weeks away. Go grab your tickets. They're free. So yes. invite some friends. Don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. Um, we want you to take our tickets, please. <laughs> <laughs> take them. Take them, please. We're trying to give them to anybody. Uh, but yeah, come to Consecrate. We're super excited. Episode three. So this this chapter addresses a lot on holiness and like, you know, well, what about the legalism question? Because yeah. we get that a lot. And, you know, what about, am I being a Pharisee by being holy? What about faith and works? Yeah. You know, Luke, if you want to dive into that, let's get going. You know, 2 Peter 2 is probably, or 1 Peter 2 is a good place to Yeah. Let me read that. I'm going to start with the Bible. It's a great place to start. It's a good place to start. So 1 Peter chapter 2, this is verses 1 and 2, and then verse 9. says, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Hmm. And then it says in verse 9, But you are not like that, for you are God's chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Mm-hmm. You know, a few, I guess it was about a year ago, I was speaking at an event and I was talking about consecration, this, uh, this call that we have as believers to lay our lives down before God, every part right. of our life, to be totally and wholly devoted to Jesus and holiness and, and, the, yeah. and pursuing it and walking out a life of holiness. And uh, a guy approached me afterwards and he was just, he said, hey, like, I was so stirred by this message. He goes, but I have so much fear around the word consecration and this idea of the pursuit of holiness. He goes, because growing up, basically what that meant was that you were going to live a, it was just, it was always like these older people who were really boring, dead, like just kind of like religious, dry people who didn't like just seemed joyless and mm-hmm. and 
and he goes, and so that's the picture that I get of like, is that what holiness is like? Because I don't think that's what God has for me. He goes, I, I, you know, but that's the only thing that I've seen in people that preach right. about holiness and pursuing holiness. And um, he's like, is that what that's like? So we talked through some of that. And it's part of the reason I wrote this book is because uh, we want to dispel that myth because the enemy has used that lie to so twist things for totally. our generation. Um, and I want to say firstly, like that, you know, a lot of people have that question about, you know, it seems legalistic to pursue holiness. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what legalistic means, essentially it's this idea of obeying rules for the sake of rules right. and believing that in our obeying rules, that's what makes us holy before God and right. makes us you know, good before God rather than Jesus work on the cross, um, that we could earn our salvation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dispel that myth. That that's not what pursuing holiness is about. But there's a balance between the going, well, pursuing holiness isn't important, mm-hmm. but uh, but then, okay, I don't want to be a Pharisee, right? Right. And so we'll jump into that. Yeah, that's something I've heard a lot. I mean, even this past uh, week is something I've heard from people and just like, you know, yeah, holiness sounds good, but God's grace, you know, we, yeah. we, wanna, mm-hmm. we want God's grace. It's It's not... Holiness and God's grace are not opposite things. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's a lot good. of people think that they are. Yes, it's very good. And, um, you know, people frame it with faith and works, right? Where it's like, you know, yeah, but I I don't – you need to work towards my salvation because work they equate works and earning. Because it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if I work, I'm earning. The way Dallas Willard puts it, though, and we've mm-hmm. talked about this, is grace is not opposed to works. It's opposed to earning. They're two yeah. different things, that's not the same good. thing yeah. where it's like – Dallas, you know, coming in clutch. Dallas, come on, somebody. James talks about that, yeah. right? Which apparently Martin Luther was like, let's just snip it out of the Bible. Cause yeah, this he, is- he was like, I don't think James should be in the Bible. I don't think this is scripture. And it's like, it's, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's, uh, we love Martin Luther and respect him for all he did with the Reformation. Amazing but there were just God. some yes. things that were just a little quirky. And, uh, <laughs> and James, cause, because James talks about that, you know, it's like, you say, I have faith, you know, and you have works, but I say, I will show you my faith by my works. Yeah. You know, faith without works is dead. You know, all of this, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there, there are some churches where I'm pretty sure if you taught on James and faith and works, you might get kicked out. But <laughs> I don't know about that. Not kicked out. But you might get some hate. I've gotten some hate where it's like the faith and works because, you know, people talk about grace and they talk about faith and works and how those don't connect and i don't want to be a pharisee yeah. you know yeah because jesus i mean because it's a very legitimate thing jesus and the woes legitimate. to the pharisees yes you know you whitewashed tombs you know you're clean on the you know brood of vipers like he was more harsh on pharisees than anybody else in the bible yeah, yeah. you make a man travel land and sea to become a proselyte and when he does he's twice as fit for hell as you are yeah. like twice the son of hell as you are wow yeah that is like, like are you major. kidding me yeah you know, so we don't, I mean, that is something we want to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's very obvious that Jesus is not for that. Yes. And he doesn't stand for for hypocrisy. Yeah. And he doesn't stand for empty, you know, dry legalistic rules. Yeah. But he certainly does stand for holiness. Yeah. 
Right. You know, yeah. if anyone obey, if anyone loves me, he'll obey my commands. Yeah. John 14, right. 15, and 16, that's, so like over and over. Yeah. I mean, that, for me, that seems to be the intersect, right? Where yeah. it's like, we don't obey God's commands um, to earn God's love. Yeah. We obey God's commands because of his love. Yes. It's a great way to put it. And right. Like that's, yes. that's why we obey his commands. Yes. Fantastic way to put it. And I, so, because a lot of people on that Pharisee side, they are like, because being a Pharisee, we want to avoid that at all costs. Because, I mean, honestly, the Pharisees, when they started out, like, they had good intentions. Like, there was, the yeah. Pharisees really started this, and if you're not familiar with who the Pharisees were, they were this group of religious leaders in Israel, like this sect of Judaism that really focused on adherence to the law right um and they also had like a lot of extra things they added to the law through something yeah. called the talmud that was like building a fence around the law so yes they called it. yes yeah. exactly all these like extra little things like you can't travel more than x amount of miles on the sabbath right. and things that jesus really was breaking down and i mean jesus again rebuked these guys more fiercely than anybody else in the bible right but they started out with this genuine desire to keep judaism pure from the nations around them right which is a good desire. It is. And it's like, but it got into something that was corrupting the people of God. And so, but so people are like, I, I want to steer clear of that. Like, I don't want to be in that group. I don't want to be rebuked by Jesus for that. <laughs> um, and, but also I think there is a level of um, people can use that as an excuse to not pursue holiness. Cause like, I don't want to be a Pharisee. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. do whatever I want. Right. So they'll ask the question, right. Of like, you know, Jesus died on the cross, right? Mm -hmm. I could never be holy, like, enough to get to God. Right. That's why Jesus had to come. If I could be holy, right. Jesus wouldn't have had to even come. So mm. why should I pursue holiness exactly. if Jesus had to come? Exactly. So he paid that price for me, right? And one, that is what, that is an abuse of the grace of God, of going, because God's grace has come like to cover my sin. I can just keep on sinning. Like as Paul addresses that and where he says like, well, if God's grace is here, should I just keep on sinning? Cause God's right. grace abounds in sin. He's like, absolutely not. Because people were twisting Paul's words mm -hmm. to do that exact same thing. Right. So people will ask the question then. Um, you know, actually I want to quote Hebrews chapter 12 yeah. quickly because I think that is a great example for us of how this works but hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says pursue peace with all people right and holiness, holiness without which so pursue holiness without which no one will see god right so here's the difference right so you you go what's the difference between a pure pursuit of holiness and a legalistic pursuit of holiness right and if we can get this i think this is so important Pursue holiness, right, without which no one will see God. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees because they were like, they prayed long prayers in public. They did things that seemed holy so that other people would notice, right? A pure or a legalistic pursuit of holiness comes out of, desire, out of a desire for other people to see and exalt us. Mm -hmm. A pure pursuit of holiness comes out of a desire to see and exalt Jesus. Yes. To clarify again, a, a Pharisee pursues holiness to exalt themselves. A disciple pursues holiness out of a desire to see and exalt Jesus. Right. That's where the difference is. And 
it's it's the difference between the pursuit of holiness, a pure one, is not about legalism. It's about love. Right. One thing that you've talked about before and even touched on in our first episode and probably in the book and also just in person, it's one of your big things. Yeah. Uh, one of John Bevere's big things, come to consecrate, is is it's not about seeing you know how close I can get to the line, yeah, you know without crossing it, yeah, which is kind of what people do with with that abuse of God's grace, yeah, right? Yeah, Where yeah. it's like, you know, Paul saying, you know, how mm-hmm. should we, who still, you know, how how can we who died to sin still live in it? Yeah, and and because these people were saying. Well, yeah, but God's grace abounds in my sin and abounds mm-hmm. so I can sin more and more. Mm-hmm. And Paul's like, no, you can't. Yeah. Because it's not about seeing how close you can get to the line. Yeah. Without crossing it. It's about how, se- it's seeing how close you can get to God. Yes. With unhindered intimacy yes. is the way you put it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to cross the line. But the way you don't cross a line is not getting close to the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way you don't cross a line is by going away from the line yeah. towards something else. Yeah. Because it's like if you think of it on like a linear, you know, plan, if like sin is on one side and there's like a point that's sin. Yeah. And God is on the other side, you don't get close to God by going close to the line. Yeah. That's how you get away from God. Yeah. We get close to God by saying it's it and it is where that building the fence around the law thing, yeah. the Talmud, right, started with the Pharisees. Where it's like we don't want to get close to the line. Mm-hmm. So let's put in place all these other laws. Yeah. But because they did it in this legalistic law form, it became way more about the laws than yeah. it did about getting close to God. And as a result, they drifted. Yeah. Yeah. But what we can do in our lives, it's not, you know, can I, you know, sure, I can't sleep with my girlfriend. Yeah. But I can hang out alone in a room with closed doors. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, that's seeing how close you can get to the line without crossing it. Like yeah. you're setting yourself up you're setting yourself to cross the line because yeah. you're right there. Yeah. You know, it's why we have like a false start in football. If everyone was like way far away from the line, you would never have a false start. Now that would be terrible for the game, yeah. which is why you do get close to the line. But that's how it is in our lives. Yeah. You know, and if we back away from that line, if you say, yeah, I'm only going to hang out with, you know, my girlfriend in a public setting or if we are alone it's going to be at a coffee shop or mm-hmm. it's going to be at one of our parents house in the living room with the door open like something like that yeah you know see how far away i can get from my just like a practical example yeah right yeah yeah i think there's there's this idea that because like jesus has come we don't need to actually like pursue holiness mm-hmm. but we just read the bible literally says pursue holiness like a few years ago i used this example a lot because i don't i like sports and so it works for me like maybe you're like you lost me already but in the nba finals a few years ago lebron james was playing the golden state warriors and they were down like three games to zero. First team to win four games wins the nba finals and there was a game where they were down by a couple points and somebody stole the ball and was going for a layup on the other end of the court. Yeah. And LeBron runs all the way yeah, from one right. side of the court to the other. Like, I don't even know how he did it. Jumps into the air, pins the ball against the backboard and blocks the shot. And essentially that play like won them the NBA finals. Yeah, And it's like, it's that level of pursuit that the Bible mm. commands us to walk in. Like, totally. like LeBron James game whatever it was like three or four of the nba finals chase down block like that is might have been game seven actually chase down block 
that's the level to which we pursue totally. holiness. And here's the thing too, is like we see God's, a lot of people in our generation have this idea of like, we see God's grace as um, like a, a, you know, get out of jail free card for, for, you know, being able to do whatever we want. Right. Well, God's grace covers it. Yeah, I sinned. I, you know, did X, Y, Z, but it's not that big of a deal because of grace. You right. know, so it's like, it's, you know, obviously it's not good that I'm sinning, but it's not that big of a deal because it's under yeah. God's grace. And speaking of John Bevere, he has a great example of this, of where God's grace is not an excuse to continue in sin. It's actually God's grace is the empowerment yes. the Bible talks about to walk free from sin. Right. So for example, Jesus in the New Testament is saying, you have heard it said, Old Testament law, right? He's quoting that mm-hmm. if you, um, uh, to not commit adultery, mm-hmm. for ex- there's an example. And he goes, but I tell you, if you even look at a woman lustfully, yes. you've committed adultery with her in your heart. You know, and and it's like, he raises the standard. Why? Right. Because he's coming to pay the price for our sin and send the Holy Spirit because there's grace now. He's going, there is, you've heard it said that don't commit adultery. He's raising the standard. So under the, so the law versus grace, right? The law, this is the standard. Grace, this is the standard. Why? Because there's an empowerment by the Holy Spirit that we have as New Testament believers to walk in holiness that people before Jesus did not have. Yeah. It's like there is there is the grace of God that empowers us to walk free from sin. And here, I think this is maybe a helpful way to think about it too, is a lot of times we think, well, because Jesus is holy and lived a holy life, I don't have, have to. to. Yeah. But the truth is not because Jesus lived a holy life, I don't have to, but rather... Because Jesus is holy, mm-hmm. I am empowered to live holy too. Yeah, that's the difference. Not because he's holy, I don't have to be, but because holy Jesus is holy, I can be. Like right. that's what he calls us into. And now that kind of begs the question: you know, will I get to a point in my life where I never sin again? Right. So like, yeah, where does that I mean, take us? yeah, I mean, people talk about that. You know, can I become? Perfect, because the Bible says, yeah. right, pursue perfection or completion, depending on your translation. Yeah. Like, pursue it. So does that mean I can catch it? You know, does that mean I can be complete? Like, because the Bible does talk about that. Mm-hmm. You see it throughout the New Testament, especially mm-hmm. in Paul's teaching, you know, work towards completion, work towards perfection. Yeah. Work towards perfection is another one that a lot of people don't want to talk about because it's, it's a hard one to talk about. Yeah. But, you know, there's that thing in... Um, Brother Lawrence's book, right, mm-hmm. where one does not become holy all at once. All, yeah, sanctification. Right? Sanctification. It's yep. a, it's about giving your heart to the pursuit of holiness. Yes. Not saying, well, I am completely holy. Mm-hmm. You know, I will never sin again. I'm some sort of Jesus, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. about saying I'm 100% given to the pursuit of intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Not I'm 100%, you know, given to the pursuit of this world or to the pursuit of wealth or to accumulating um, material things. It's saying I'm giving myself fully and wholly to Jesus because I love him. Mm. And I believe he's worth more than anything else I could pursue on this earth. Yeah. You know, it's, I was talking to a guy recently who, who said um, something to the effect of like, you know, yeah, but I just don't really, he's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I, 
I hear what you're saying. He was, we were talking about faith and works and, and grace. And he was like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I totally understand. Like, yes, I want to, to not work to earn God's grace, but I work from God's grace. He was like, but I just do not see that in my life. He's like, I, I just don't, he didn't view God mm. in that way. Mm. Um, where God is holy. Therefore I'm holy. Mm-hmm. And some of that is like, man, yeah, meditate on the scriptures, meditate on the holiness mm-hmm. of God, like that sun analogy, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get close to the sun without burning, you have to be made of the same thing that the sun is made of. Yeah. And so it's part of what we can do in our lives is saying, I'm purifying myself Yeah. yeah. To, to go after the things of God. Yeah. And I'm purifying myself to enter the holy of holies. Yeah. You know, we talk about that in the Old Testament, you know, the priest could only go in once a year. And when they did, it was like they had to... I mean, there's all of this ritual stuff that they had yeah. to go through to purify themselves, or else they'd be, they would drop dead. They had bells yeah. on their feet so that people could drag them out if they dropped dead because yep. they could. Yeah. In the presence of God, they could drop dead, and we still serve the same God. Yep. And it's out of that, it's out of that recognition of His holiness mm-hmm. that we now desire to be holy. Right. Yes. Totally. And I think there is, you know, just to quote first peter chapter two again verse one where it says so get rid of all evil behavior you know other translations say so cleanse yourselves yeah well we're going doesn't god isn't he the one that cleanses me and there is a there's a there's a a both and in our relationship with jesus of jesus is the one that cleanses us and we also have a responsibility to cleanse ourselves to pursue holiness as second corinthians 7 1 says which we'll Mm -hmm. talk about later uh work towards complete holiness yes and now there's some like there's some theologians i mean john wesley was one that had you know a doctrine of you know christian perfectionism where he believed that at some point like we would be totally sanctified there's you could get totally sanctified in your life where you're never sinning again i don't hold to that i i we there will always be times where we still have sin where we sin um and but it says work towards complete holiness. Right. There's a partnership that's that's required, and it is in our pursuit of holiness. I think this is a key for people too. It's in our pursuit of holiness that Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, produces holiness in us. Yes. So we can't produce holiness of, of ourselves, but it is in our pursuit of holiness. Jesus, by his Spirit, works with us to produce holiness in us. And, you know, for a long time in my life— and I probably still do, but I was I was a Pharisee, like mm-hmm. especially like high school, early college, like was a Pharisee, hundred percent. And as an encouragement to people listening to this, like I used to be the guy that was like holier than thou, like I'm right. ho- like like I'm not as bad as that dude, <laughs> like doing pretty good, yeah. like you know, yeah, Jesus had to save me, but I mean, but like, not. It didn't take that much. Didn't take that much. <laughs> you know, I was basically already out of hell on my yeah. own. You know, it's like <laughs> that was me. That was me. And um and so there was I remember the Lord just like working into me of going, you know, also like I was set up really well of like my family situation, like right. the church I grew grew up in and and how I was discipled. Like I was so set up that so many people weren't like didn't have the 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 gift of kind of the upbringing that I have mm-hmm. where I was I not subjected to so many things that a lot of people have to walk through. Right. And I remember the Lord being like, you see that person that you think is like way less holy than you? He's like, if you judged by their starting point, 
to the level of sanctification that they've walked, that Jesus Dang. has taken them through to get them to now compared to where you started wow, and the level of sanctification that you've been taken wow. through. He goes, they have been sanctified far more than you have. That's good. And so if you're of like this, like, man, like, there's still these things that God is working through in my life. Like, I'm, I'm growing in these things. But this is still really hard. Like I'm still, he's helping sanctify me to gain victory over this pattern of sin in my life. And, and it feels defeating to you. They, like, look at how far Jesus has brought you. Yes. And, and that, you know, be perfect. You know, like it says, complete, like there's, it's a wholeness. It's not as much of like a perfect as we would think of it. It's more, right. it has to do with completion totally. and like fullness and and so I just want to encourage you, if you're like, man, this this conversation makes me feel defeated. Like, right. It makes me feel like I could never live up to that call. Well, one, none of us can. And that's the good news. But that's why there's the empowering grace of God to help us right. to walk in what he's called us to. And I would just encourage you, like, look how far Jesus has brought you. Um, look at where you started. And look at where he's brought you. And don't compare your walk to someone else's. Pers- yes. Pursue the standard that Jesus calls us to in the word of God. And that's that's what we're supposed to walk in by his grace. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing I would say too is something I encourage people in is the, the greater our intimacy with Jesus grows, the greater, the easier our personal holiness becomes mm. of... It's not about trying harder in your own strength. It's about loving Jesus more and getting closer to him. And the more you do, the more like him you'll become. Like right. the Bible talks about like we behold, we become like what we behold. Right. Jesus is the Holy One. God the Father, he's the one who the angels are shouting holy to day and night, never ceasing. Mm-hmm. The more you spend time with that God, the more you'll become holy. And so I would also encourage the people who are on the other end of the spectrum who you're like, man, I've got it all figured out. Like I'm walking holy. Like you lean towards the Pharisee side yeah. of things. Like I have a tendency to yeah, same. is going, listen, the closer you get to God, like we talked about last week with mm-hmm. Isaiah, if you don't think you have sin in your life, you're not as close to God as you think you are. Yeah. Like the more, the, the more near you get to God, the more sin becomes obvious because you're right. just going, I'm not like him. And like, if it's not becoming obvious, you're not drawing close to God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like you you have been stagnant in, because maybe you're close, but if new sin isn't getting revealed in your heart, you're probably not getting closer, you know, because mm-hmm. like maybe like God's worked through some things in you and you're like, if it's been a while since you've had a sin pattern pop up in your life that you need to deal with, like the, that God is revealing in your heart. It's probably been a while since you've gotten nearer to right. the Lord. Yeah, I mean, and even just on a really practical note, like if you're if you're at that place where it's like, man, I really want this pursuit of holiness, and I'm just, I'm still, I'm still like, I want it, but like, how do I practically, like, in my day to day life, like, what do I do to start pursuing holiness? Like, do mm-hmm. I go to a monastery for a week? <laughs> do I you know, do a 40 day fast, like, or do I just like only worship songs for the next year? Like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And to the person who's just asking, Hey, what do I do? I really want to start on this journey. I would say it has to start in your personal daily devotion to God. It has to start with time alone with him. Yes. And start where you're at, not where you want to be. You know, that's something that I've heard said. It's 
great. Yeah, start start where you're at. You mm-hmm. know, if you're at a place where you're like, man, it's really difficult for me to pray for like 15 minutes. Awesome. Start start with the five where you're at. 100%. Don't stay at five for your whole life. Yeah. But start at five and say, yes. say you know, pray to God. Pray, you know, tell him how holy he is from what you see in the scriptures. If you're not seeing that in your life, you know, pray through the mm-hmm. Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And listen, listen yep. for God to speak. Even if he doesn't, that's okay. Yeah. You know, sit with God, be comfortable sitting with God and not having to hear something or to yeah. say something every yeah. time. Yeah. You know, commune with other believers. Yeah. Uh, you know, st- great start is on a Sunday morning, yeah. you know? Yeah. Head head to get church. In community. Yeah, get in community. Yes. Get, if your church has small groups, join those. Yes. Just start where you're at. Yes. And and do the, the simple things. It's yes. not about... You know, yeah, well, I just came off, you know, a 30-day fast, so <laughs> yeah. therefore I'm holier than you are. Yeah. No, like, start where you're at. Let the Lord reveal to you yes. what needs to be cleansed from your life. Cause yes. Because you listened to this podcast or came to consecrate or heard a great message, yeah. like, we can't make you holy. Yeah. And, you know, I hope that by listening to this, yeah. it starts, the Lord starts to use it to cultivate a desire in your mm-hmm. life of holiness. Yes. But we cannot produce holiness in your yes. life yeah. by a, a good podcast or yeah. by a good book or by yeah. putting you onto a good speaker. Like yeah. the Lord produces that in your life. Yes. So pursue God in your daily life. Yes. If you are wanting to pursue God and don't know where to start. Yeah. That's so good. I think one of the things, yeah, man, start where you're at, not where you want to be. So good. I, one thing I was just thinking of is this difference between like the people that come to Jesus that he like is tender towards and the Pharisees is Jesus has blessed are the poor in spirit, right? Mm-hmm. It people that recognize their own spiritual poverty. Yeah. It's blessed. Basically it's like Jesus draws near to the people that recognize their need for him. Yes. And you know, a lot of times in some like my personal time with the Lord, when I'm praying, I'm just going like Jesus, like I need you. Yes. And it's a and it's not this like defeated I need you like I can't like oh, I'm floundering. It's it's this this confidence that I need you and you meet me in my yes. need. That's and so going good. like going Jesus, I need you. And thank you that like you meet me here. Like there's this old uh, you know this song called um Grace by Which I Stand by Keith Green, which Keith Green is oh, one of my favorite love Keith Green. people. You would listen if you look it up on Apple Music, you'll listen to him like this is terrible. Cause like it's early, like it's terrible. It's early CCM. The piano is insane. It's it, yeah. But it's like it's early CCM and it's like this is the rhyme scheme in this song <laughs> is really weird and like all this the, sounds like a story. Yeah, all the stuff. Yeah. But he's he sings his chorus and he's like, I know that I and Keith Green was like this pillar of like consecration for his generation. Oh, seriously. He, he died a really tragic death in a plane crash. And, but he, he talks about, he goes, he's like, I know that I would surely fall away mm. if not for grace yeah. by which I'm saved. Yeah. The grace by which I stand in mm-hmm. Jesus. And, you know, if you're going, if you're like, well, like, I feel like I need Jesus a lot more than this other person does. That's, that's the place you need to be is going like, I know that I need Jesus. It was those people that came to Jesus going like, look, like I'm stuck and I yeah. know that I need you. Those are the people Jesus drew near to is the yes. people that if I can only touch his garment. Yeah. If I can only touch or like the sinful yeah. woman, that's like, I, I just going to try to sneak in and like, just yeah. wash your dirty feet with my hair. Yeah. Like, please, oh I need, gosh. I need you. And then you have the Pharisees that are like, we're better than you. Right. Um, 
those are the people that Jesus rejected. And so yeah. if you're going, man, I just feel so bad because I feel like I need Jesus so badly, that's what Jesus blesses Amen. of going, I need that. So don't be discouraged. Be encouraged if that's the place that you're in because yeah. Jesus wants to help you walk in that. Okay. Yeah, that's a great place to end. Yeah. Good, good place to wrap up for today. Be encouraged. Yes. Holiness is a thing that you can pursue, you yes. can attain. It's not legalistic. Yes. It is something that you can do to draw near to God, yep. you know, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. So we hope you have a blessed week and yeah. we'll see you next week.